H2P podcast here on DK Sports Radio. I'm your host, Chris Carter, and we have our first official Pitt alumnus guest on the show. It's none other than the All-American, Doran Dickerson, straight out of Pittsburgh. You guys know and love Doran. He's he's been on the final word with me several times. We've interacted, had a lot of great times, and I had to bring him on the show to talk some Pitt football with y'all. Doran, thanks so much for joining us here. Yeah, Chris, thanks for having me, and you know, I love to the football talk and especially pit football talk. I know it's early, it's spring, they're in spring ball, uh, but love me some pit, pit football and I uh, can't wait to get uh dive into it, you know, dive into what they're doing and what they could accomplish this year. Now, that's what I wanted to talk to you about is the direction of the program right now. Cause no matter everything I'm going to, I write new stuff all the time. I'm breaking down what players do when they're in the middle of spring ball. But the question that all pit fans are like, man, when are we going to win nine or 10 games? When are we going to have that, that season that pushes us back to that? And, you know, I always talk about how it's college football is very, college sports in general is very different with how, programs move forward you know you know we we always know there's the powerhouses and everything but for Pitt one thing that I think that you have to do is to establish a brand for yourself something that makes people excited to watch to watch you to play for you and to say man I want to be with be with that and something that I think that Pat Narduzzi has done although you know we haven't seen the complete full year yet for Pitt under him but that defensive identity has made it something. And we saw uh, Charles Snowden, uh, a linebacker out of Virginia, who's one of the guys being looked at in the middle rounds of this draft class. He said, you know, I was I never said this while I was a player, but I can say it now that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm out of college. I love watching that team play. What kind of pr- progress does that help as far as the recruiting aspect to say maybe down the line as we see Pitt's recruiting classes are going to considerably get better based off of that identity? Well, I mean, and you're right. I mean, the identity for pit football is become, has become their defense. And, you know, to really pinpoint this of why, you know, recruits might want to come to the University of Pittsburgh, why they might want to compete at the University of Pittsburgh for four or five years. Jalen Twyman, um, Mm. Patrick Jones, Mm. Rashad Weaver, Mm. Damar Hamlin, (laughs) Paris Ford. I mean, these, these guys are all going to get drafted in this year's draft in what less than a month yeah these guys are all going to get drafted they are for sure draft picks in my opinion and if i am a young kid wherever i'm at wherever it within the region and i've watched pit football and i like the way they play defense but i'm unsure of you know how it would fit i look at a guy like paris ford moved around played uh corner played safety ended up being a safety being you know one of the best safeties in the country demar hamlin came in as a corner then Mm. moved to safety same deal you had all these guys, I mean, Patrick Jones, you know, moved around a little bit. These guys put on weight. They made themselves better players individually. And then their coaches helped them to the next level. Charlie Partridge, one of the best coaches, assistant coaches in college football. I mean, you can't tell me that he is not, you know, half the reason why Jalen Twyman, Patrick Jones, and Rashad Weaver probably will go in, what, the first two rounds? Yeah. Um, maybe, you know, hopefully. Um, but that has a lot to do with Charlie Partridge. So if I'm a young guy, I'm sitting there and I play defense and I look around and I see those guys and I watch the pro day and I, you know, I hear those names. I'm like, you know, I could, I can do that too. Right. They, they've laid the foundation there on their defense of producing guys individually. 
yes, their defense has played well together. Um, you know, at times they've play, played really well, at times they haven't, but they do produce individual guys. And if I am a recruit out there and I see that, I want to play for Pat Narduzzi. I want to play for that Pittsburgh defense. And I want to compete just like those guys uh, that are going to come off the board in the NFL draft uh, this year. And that leads to guys being able to say, hey, you know, you know, because yeah, Clemson's always going to get their guys. Alabama's always going to get their guys. But there's going to be people who look and say, hey, I can make a name for myself playing for Pitt and get that. And even beyond, because it's not just like this latest recruiting class. I mean, we've seen, you know, Aaron Donald, you know, is, is in the NFL crushing right now. People see you do great at Pitt. You do get, you know, that 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 acknowledgement, especially in this era of defensive, you know, players where they're turning out. And, and even, uh, you know, I talked to MJ, MJ Devonshire. He, you know, he transferred from Kentucky back to Pitt, but he's a guy who's from the area. And he mentioned how, like, just like you're from the area, he's like, you know what? I saw DeMar Hamlin and Paris Ford wrecking shop. They're getting ready for the NFL. That excites me to think I can be part of this culture of someone who grew up in Western Pennsylvania, played for Pitt, and then went to the NFL. And then, you know, I can inspire people, who, young, young guys who look up to me the same way. What's it like? Even You're part of that culture, Doran. What's it like, just that, that sense of pride amongst you guys? Do you talk to other guys that come from the area and play for Pitt over the years? Oh, definitely. And, you know, I almost got goosebumps right now just even thinking about that. And, and going back while you're just talking about MJ Devonshire and DeMar Hamlin and Paris Ford being from the Whippy Ole, you know, growing up, being a star, then staying home and going to Pitt. I know Devonshire uh, went to Kentucky and he's come back now, but he's a hometown guy. But I, yeah, I got some chills because it's like, you know, I, I remember a, a story and I, I, I'm going to keep it brief. I went down to Coach Watson. I was already committed to Pitt. And I asked him, I was like, can I take a visit to, to USC? And he looked at me at to, to Southern California. And at the time, in what, 2005, they were, you know, one of the best, you know, they were the Ohio States. They were yeah. the, you know, the big schools now. Um, and they're, they're a powerhouse. And then he looked at me, he was like, Doran, if you come here and take care of business for the next four years, you can go to Southern California anytime you want to after that. And I was like, all right, that's a great, great point. <laughs> like, I, I appreciate that as a young 17 year old, and I, and I hear that, and I thought to myself, I was like, you know what, I can go play for Pete Carroll, who was an ex-NFL coach. I can go fly across the country. You know, I'm from Pittsburgh, um, never been anywhere by myself. I can fly across the country. I can go play for a former NFL coach in Pete Carroll, or I could stay home and drive 20, 20 minutes down the road and play for, for a former coach in Dave Wanstead, former NFL coach in Dave Wanstead. And it, it was personal to me because then you look back and you see the guys like Bill Fraylick, you see the Tony Dorsett's, mm. you hear the names of, you know, the Darrell Revises. And I mean, it, the, the list just goes on and on. And to me, I was like, I want to continue that tradition. And I, it was very important for me to, to have my family, to have my friends and to have the city of Pittsburgh who watched me play in high school, come watch me play in college and enjoy the experiences that I enjoyed and the bad ones that I, yeah. I went through as a pit football player. And you bring up these guys now who, you know, the pipeline. And, it, and that's why I think I got the chills is because that's what I wanted to do. And it's still continuing, you know, and, and I played what 10, 11 years ago, and mm -hmm. there's still guys like the DeMar Hamlin's and, and the Paris Fords. And, uh, and obviously Devonshire will probably be the next guy uh, up in line, but you know, these guys, they keep wanting to continue that tradition and it is very important. And tradition is a big word here for Pitt. Pitt is built off a of tradition. You know, they brought the colors back. They brought the script back. Yes. That's what people want to see. Um, that reminds people of Pitt, of the good days of Pitt and the tradition. And, you know, there's a lot of good and a lot of great players that came out of University of Pittsburgh um, that have done a lot of great things outside of football. So 
you know, being a part of that is, you know, one of the, you know, personally, one of the best experiences I've ever had, but it's even better to see younger guys of this generation wanting to do the same thing and staying home and going to university of Pittsburgh. Absolutely. Before we cut to our first break, I, I want to talk to Dorn. I want to talk to you, Dorn, and, and get your sense of this team right now. Because you, you, you get two All-American edge rushers in Rashad Weaver and Patrick Jones, and then DeMar Hamlin's gone, and Paris Ford you know, is gone, and Jalen Twyman, you know, he opted out of last season. So a lot of people are saying, man, this is going to be rough. The defense is going to be the same. And there's, and I'm convinced people want Deslin Alexander, I think, is going to be special. I think that linebacker crew is going to be, is, is going to be very good. But again, I wouldn't sleep on this team secondary uh, with some of the young guys that got coming up. But what do you see as, as, as an alum? You look at this team and how it's being built. What gives you confidence that, you know, as it's moving forward, it's still trending in the right direction? Well, if, you, if we had this, uh, this chat about, what, two and a half months ago, <laughs> this would have been, been a very tough conversation for me to be like, all right, so what can Pitt lean on? Yeah. You know, they've lost a couple guys here, lost a couple guys there, lost their center, you know, lost a guard. You know, maybe they'll have some guys that can step up at an offensive line. You know, they lost all Americans and the guys mm-hmm. we just talked about. Um, Savasi Dennis is coming back. He's going to be a star. Um, and they have some guys that could probably be role players and fill in. But the real thing here is Kenny Pickett coming back. Yeah. Kenny Pickett announcing that he was not going to go to the draft. Um, shocked probably everybody, every single pit fan, every pit viewer, watcher, uh, affiliate. And Kenny was going to get drafted, I believe, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, in the later rounds. But him announcing he's going to come back for an extra year is probably one of the biggest stories that probably has come out of Pitt in, in decades. I mean, really, like a real – like that. him coming back solidified so much for them as a team. They have their captain. They have their warrior. They have their leader. And he's just going to get better. You know, he's getting better right now as we speak. And I know Kenny personally, how strong-minded he is how tough he is and how attention to detail he is. Anything's possible with him under the center. Anything's possible with him touching the ball every single play on offense. So there's your foundation. And you know what? It's up to everybody else to build around that. You know, the coaches, the, the, you know, the players to step up around it. He has Jordan Addison coming back for, you know, his second year, sophomore year. So these guys really need to step up around him because he can definitely lead them to good places. You know, he, he had a choice to go to the next level. And he chose to stay here. And I think that that was just one of the biggest uh, presents for the University of Pittsburgh in a long time. It certainly was. And one thing to, that shouldn't be overlooked, because I know some people out there, they're hearing that and they're thinking, well, he wouldn't have been drafted high anyways. It don't matter. When you get to – one, when you get that first NFL paycheck, it hits. Like, you know, I, I, not to say I've been on your level, door, but, like, just when you look like, oh, I've talked to guys like, oh, my gosh, this, this money's real. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. And it's hard to say no to that when – you know, you're, and again, you know, both the lifestyle of college football, you get up early for practices, you still got to do classes, you don't get no breaks, you're not getting paid, you know, you're, you're going through it. And where you love Pitt, you're also like looking at that lifestyle, like, mm, I can finally get some big paychecks off this thing I've been working on my entire life. For Kenny to turn that, doing that right now down, that that's, does say a lot for the program and for what, what you know, what's what the culture that they're built, they've built there. It's very promising. It's very, very promising because you have to look at all angles. And, you know, Kenny's not a young, young guy anymore. You know, he's right. a, a big, you know, he's a seasoned veteran at quarterback and at in college football. 
Um, so he probably looked at all angles, like, all right, offensive coordinator, you know, who are my receivers? What's my offense line going to be like? What's the defense going to be like? What's special teams going to be like? Is, you know, what's Narduzzi going to, you know, do in this situation? How is, you know, what, are we going to get better food and training table? Like he probably assessed every single situation and the pit outweighed the NFL. And that means a lot. That is very promising for the program. And I think it's very promising for this coming uh, season for the Pitt Panthers. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, Doran got to cover the pro day. He was live ACC network. I want to get his opinion on what he saw and what he thinks of this pit class that's headed to the NFL draft. Right after this. podcast here on dk sports radio i'm your host chris carter here with our guest doran dickerson the pit legend now doran you got to cover the pro day for the acc network i was watching you the whole time you did a great job and pit there were some guys that made some statements in this pro day and we all know that the pro day isn't you know it's different it's especially different this year because there's no actual combine but you know a lot of when coaches are there and what they and the scouts that are talking to you they're not just looking at your numbers they're looking trying to make sure that hey I want to get a sense of who this guy is before he comes here you go through all that now again you went through the combine you still have I believe still the fastest 40 yard dash of any tight end in, in in the combine's history but there still has to be that sense of anxiety after the fact right where you're sitting there like did I say everything right did I do everything right you know who's 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 feeling me the most what's that like in that waiting period after you do all those things and now you got to wait to see how this is going to play out yeah it it, 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 there's a lot of unknown and and you know you're you're walking down the tunnel and you can see the light but like you don't know how far the light is away from you right Uh, that's kind of the feeling you're like you know you're going in the right direction but you don't know how long it's going to take you to get out of the tunnel so like that is you know really you know, a tough situation, especially, you know, 21 years old, um, 22 years old. Uh, you never, you know, it, it, all you knew was college football. You never really been in an interview before, never really did a job interview before. You know, I tell people, I'm like, if I had to go re-interview now, uh, you know, as a 30, 33-year-old, I mean, I, you know, I'd, I'd probably come out of there as the GM. So, like, you know, it's, it's a lot different whenever you're a younger player and you have to impress because at the end of the day, and I always think of, uh, of a mind of a GM, and anytime I'm watching football, anytime I'm talking football, I'm thinking like, what would I do? How would I interpret this? How would I handle that? And you, you got to realize that this is an investment for these teams. And, you know, if we talk business and people don't like losing money, people like making money. Right. And if I'm going to invest into something, I want my investment to come back and almost double. You know, mm-hmm. I want my vest investment to double. So each and every single guy that is out there, my eyes are on them. I want to see how they walk. I want to see how they interact with their teammates. I want to see how they eat, how they sit up. I want to see how they take notes. And this isn't even the football stuff. You know, I want to see them who they are. So say like DeMar Hamlin. I want to see who DeMar Hamlin is as a person, right? as a, as a civilian in society before I even go down the road of him as a football player, because that is my investment. Am I going to invest an X amount of money on a guy that could potentially not give me my investment back? And there's a lot of misses 
I mean, uh, I mean, every single year. I mean, right. there's misses in the first round. Yeah. But there's there there's gets in undrafted. Mm-hmm. So this is where the scouts come in and how they have to do their homework. Yeah, you know how they are as a player. You see them on the field. Then you go to the senior bowl. You see them there. And then you go to the pro day. Obviously, combine wasn't this year. And then it's kind of the last test before, you know, uh, last physical test because you might get them on the phone or on a Zoom. Probably right now, the, the guys are probably Zooming and interviewing and doing stuff like that. But this is the last physical test. So as a player, now let's flip on the other side of the player. Now, that was my mentality as a GM. As a player, you know, I was thinking of those things. You know, and, and sometimes your mind can just, you know, it could go haywire because you're thinking of so many detailed things that you forget what you're actually there for. And a lot, you see that. And I think that that happened with Paris Ford a little bit is that he was so, you know, possibly worried about, you know, how he is interacting and how he was carrying himself and, you know, the confidence he was putting out that, you know, he forgot probably how to run a 40, you know, and, and that's sometimes, I mean, that's, that's, that's yeah. so minute that you don't think about it, but that's what's happening. And, you know, like I said, these guys are young. So, you know, as a player, um, I remember at the combine, I was thinking of all those details. I was like, you know, everybody's watching me, you mm-hmm. know, you know, watching how I sip a Gatorade, this, this, and that. And I was like, you know what? I looked around at, at Lucas oil stadium and it was barely, there's barely anybody in there. I mean, it was just scouts. And I was like, I've played in front of 80,000 people before I've played football a long time in my life. And number in the, in the, in the ultimate thing, I know that I'm fast. So go out here and just run a 40. Mm-hmm. So I blocked everything out. I was like, I don't care what they, what they're looking at. This is not. That. And I went out there and I remembered how fast I was. I ran a good 40, went out there, competed. And sometimes you have to do that, but you have to have the, the, the awareness of, you know, this is a job interview and, and people are looking at you, but you know, some of those guys uh, at the pro day made some money. DeMar Hamlin, I believe made some money. Mm-hmm. Jason Pinnock, the yes. guy that, that wasn't going to get um, an invite to the combine if, if there was a combine, a guy that, you know, had a solid year, but probably wasn't on a, a draft radar. I bet you he's on a draft radar right now. Had a I solid agree. day. So, you know, th- those are the little things. If you want to get like into detail and get, you know, the, the cerebralness around it. I mean, it's a lot of things that go into it. Um, but, you know, there's a there's guys that made money. I think Jimmy Morrissey made money, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a, a lot of good that came out of that pro day. I was very impressed of, you know, the, even the, the, the structure of it, mm-hmm. you know, Narduzzi having the guys wear the pit, you know, uh, uh, workout uniforms yes. at the last time that they ever are wearing pit together as teammates. I thought that that was cool. I thought it was set up, you know, very, very uh, professionally on the, uh, on Pitt's part. And, you know, I just thought it was a great showing by the, the pit seniors and the guys that are coming out to the draft this year. Now I wanted to talk to you about Paris because he, I mean, that, that 40 yard dash time was not good. And, and, and like you said, it could be a mental thing. It could be forgetting to do some basic things that help you get there fast. But you know, I, I can tell you a lot of the, now I don't know what the NFL scouts are saying in the back rooms, but a lot of the guys who I talked to on different draft shows, you know, across the country, they're like, mm, that's, that's going to, you know, bump, bump you off. But I still look at this as I see you see Paris's on-field production. The guy finds the football. He hits hard. He has the length. He can play different spots. He he messed up in this forty-yard dash time. I still feel like any if someone if if he does slip down and you're talking about fourth, fifth, sixth rounds where some people are starting to project him to be because of that dash time. I still feel like he's he can be a heck of an asset. But how do you if you're Paris? How do you kind of bounce back from that? And try to show teams like, hey, 
I, I'm still this guy that you saw on tape for, for years producing at a high level. Well, it, it's definitely the interview process because now you got to sell yourself. And, right. you know, I mean, if you, if you ever worked in sales, I mean, you know how that is. You got to, people don't buy the product, they buy you, you know, as a salesperson. So, you know, he has to have somebody in his corner that has been there, that has probably gone through the process, that knows, you know, the words to say and how to interact. Um, I'm hoping that somebody's in his ear. I do believe that there is somebody that is helping him through this process, but he has to sell himself because it's the last interview, you know, on these Zooms that he's probably doing right now. But, you know, a guy like, you know, a guy like Paris Ford, um, and, and I said this on the show, I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I tell people this all the time. It's not how you get in the NFL. It's how you stay in the NFL. Mm. And, and I don't care if you're a first round pick. I don't care if you're the first pick of the draft to the last free agent uh, undrafted free agent contract, getting $3,000 signing bonus, getting a bas- basically nothing. It's not how you get in. It's how you stay in. Great. You have to work every single, single, single day mm-hmm. of your NFL career to stay in the NFL and to produce in the NFL. So, you know, I mean, I've seen guys that have, you know, first round picks get cut. I've seen undrafted players make, you know, get a $50 million contract. And those guys, you, you have to compete every year because, Next year, there'll be another Paris Ford. Year after that, there'll be another Paris Ford. Year after that, there'll be another Paris Ford <laughs> that comes out of college. You are always look, look, being looked at as being replaced in the NFL. There's always a next group and crop of guys that are coming out of college that the NFL and your team, your club that you're playing for, is going to draft. Like, so you have to compete every single day. And that's, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, it comes down to 40s and it comes down to the interviews, like we said, but it really comes down to competing every day once you get there and making sure you stay there. Agreed. And I think one person who embodied that, you know, as, as a collegiate athlete was Jimmy Morrissey, right? You know, he was a walk-on and he had to come in. He was a four-year starter. Uh, it, it was funny. I talked to him. He said he got a few phone calls from people trying to get him to stay along with Kenny. Um, but he was like, nah, I, I, I'm ready for the NFL. But he had, he had some good combine numbers. Um, I thought Rashad Weaver's uh, short shuttle in three cone times showed how explosive he could be off the ball. Um, there were certainly some guys who shine in these moments. Um, and you're right, especially with Jason Pennock, when he posted I me, mean, he had a 40 time, his vertical, his broad, everything was, you know, um, if, you know, when I was basing it off of like in, in, when I was live, I was basing numbers off of last year's combine. When we saw a full list of cornerbacks, he would have rated in the ranked in the top 10, sometimes even in the top five of cornerbacks last year. And granted that's going to, you know, scouts are going to also look at other stuff, but you know, you know, when you ask Clemson's receiver Cornell Powell, he said, you know, two of the best cornerbacks that cover me was like, one of them was Jason Pennock. I, I feel like, you know, we talked about going into this, this class that there's definitely six guys getting drafted, right? Patrick Jones, Rashad Weaver, Paris Ford, DeMar Hamlin, Jimmy Morrissey. And I'm, I'm missing someone on this boat, Jalen Twyman, duh. Uh, but now with Jason Pinnock, maybe he's in that conversation, uh, you know, because, you know, I haven't seen a whole lot of people spike up, but, but somebody's going to see that. He's like, Hey, he's six, two, he runs a what get him on my team. Cause I, I, I want that kind of thing. You know, I just, I, I like this, this class right now and what they're showing I just, I, I, re- I really wonder where some of these guys get to land and how that impacts, you know, how they play. And, and, and if you, if you really look at it too, um, you know, a guy like Jason Pinnock, say, you know, I'm a scout there and I, I and I see him, I'm like, wait, I'm like, I, I watched a film on him, but he, well, he's doing this and he yeah. looks like that and he's yeah. chiseled like this. He's that tall. I got to go back to that film and I got to <laughs> rewatch that film 
and let me see if that translates. And if it does translate, you know, that's how scouts move up in the business too. It's like, hey, I got this guy out of pit. I know that we're looking to, you know, get a guy out of Alabama or whatever, you know, the, you know, one of the, the, the top 10 uh, corners in the, in, in the draft coming out. But this guy out of pit, I'm telling you, he can play in our system. He can do this, this and that. And we end up drafting him. And then you look like a, you know, you look like a genius because you, you picked out a guy like uh, Jason Pinnock. But, you know, a lot of guys, like we said earlier, made a lot of money. And Jimmy Morsey's another guy. He's a swing guard who could, or a swing center, I should say, that can play center, can play left guard, can play right guard. Very smart um, for people that, you know, you know don't really understand uh, the center position. They are the quarterback of the offensive line. Um, they make the mic calls. They set fronts. They do all kinds of things. They get everybody on the same page uh, for protections uh, for the offensive line. So you have to be very intelligent to play center. You have to be strong. You have to be stout. And Jimmy, he possesses all these uh, these traits. And I think that and, and he has a big chip on his shoulder, too. You know, his story coming into pit, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting hurt and, and just his journey. I, I, you know, I'm taking a chance on him. I mean, I, you know, yeah. I'm taking a chance on a guy like that. I, I, I believe that he'll be there every day. He'll show up every day. I won't have to worry about him, uh, uh, you know, with the plays. I won't have to worry about, you know, him in, in, in any capacity. I think that he's a guy that there's going to be teams out there that want to take a chance on the Jimmy Morrissey and, and I, I can see himself getting drafted, you know, pretty decently. Well, I, I know I talked to Jimmy after, after he won the walk on award and, you know, when, and I got to talk to him a little bit, he told me about it and I, actually after the senior bowl too, because he told, he was telling me about that experience and just like, you know, it was another thing where he thought, Hey, I'm going to get an invite to that. Mm, I didn't get an invite right away. I didn't get my midweek. I got an invite the day before the game. And he drives an hour and a half to go get to the to get to the pro to the, to the uh, senior bowl. He meets with coaches. He doesn't even get too much of a walkthrough. And then all of a sudden, he's like, "I've never played left guard before, and here I am playing against you know other the top athletes across the country who are also trying to prove themselves." And he said, "You know, the first person I lined up against was Rashad Weaver. And it was like it's crazy. Um, th- that." That doggedness, that, that that stuff is going to get through to people. And, you know, Jimmy says one of the things that people continue to tell me about is they ask about my leadership and my, you know, in my little bit of the locker room. And as a guy who covered Pitt, and, you know, and Dora, I know, you know, you know the program, but every time you talk to anybody on the staff, they're like, Jimmy, he's the first one in the room, last one out. That stuff, that's the kind of stuff you want to hear as an NFL scout. Because now I know, hey, this guy's not going to go out all night and drink or, you know, play Call of Duty or do stuff that we've heard of some players do. He's going to be taking this seriously. Like it's, a, like it's his profession. Yeah, and, yeah, he's a football player. And, right. and it means a lot to him. And he has a lot to prove. And, and I think a lot of all these guys do. I mean, even Twyman sitting out this year um, has a lot to prove and, and obviously showed it on his bench test. If you watched his drills on the pro day, he looked like he was a running back. I mean, his feet obviously working with Aaron Donald. He looked like Aaron Donald in, in drills. I mean, obviously not on the field yet, but he looked in drills. His feet were just as quick. And, you know, he, he's going to make some money. And, you know, getting back to a point from earlier, and I was just thinking this, and you're talking about Jimmy Morrissey, how he had to drive up to the to the senior bowl. And, you know, he played, he's like, all right, I got to play left guard. I've never played left guard before. And the, the point that I was getting to that scouts and coaches, they watch everything, is that whenever I played in the senior bowl in 2010, uh, I got picked to play in the Cedar Bowl and they were like, hey, like you're kind of a tweener. We don't want to put you at tight end. You know, we don't have an H-back position. We, we're not using a fullback. Mm. They're like, we're going to put you at receiver. And the coaching staff for my team, that you know, my, my Senior Bowl team was the Detroit Lions and Scott Linehan was the offense coordinator. And I was like, 
Coach Linehan, I was like, how come you have me at receiver? I'm really a tight end. He was like, ah, oh, well, just go out there and just and just compete. I'm like, well, you know, I'm kind of like out of position and, and I feel like I'm more of a tight end, a move tight end. He's like, oh, we're not doing that in this game. Just go compete, you know, whatever. So fast forward, I played uh, play receiver in the game and, you know, I wasn't comfortable playing there. Fast forward, what, four years later, mm-hmm. I signed with the Lions and they put me at tight end and I played <laughs> for Scott Linehan and I played for the coaching staff. So getting back to the, getting back to the point of they see everything. They know everything, you know, they're watching this, these, these things are real. They see what you're doing. They see that. Do you have the ability to move up from one position to another? Can we trust you? Will you give them, you know, the maximum effort? Can you play for us, uh, you know, as a, as a team and as a franchise, do you fit in? I mean, that means a lot too. So, and we get back to Jimmy Morrissey because I think that he is, you know, such a leader and he possesses all the traits that you want in an NFL player and in a football player in general. So, I, that's why I think he's, he made some money a couple of weeks ago. And I think he's going to find himself in a, in a nice position to be able to compete and be a, you know, a, a, a long, long-term NFL player. Absolutely. I'm right with you there, Doran. I think that he's, he's a heck of a leader. If he, if he gets in the right situation, you know, and I think there, I think it would take a really bad situation to mess him up. Like, like, cause there are just certain NFL teams, like it's tough for anybody to, to get it. Cause there's sometimes a culture is messed up, but Jimmy's the kind of guy, I think you put him in most teams, he's going to find a way to contribute. And then eventually he's going to be, if he's not a starter right away, he'll eventually get to be a starter. And then whoever that coach is like, I need him. I need that man on my line. So, uh, and, and he's a guy, you know, he's still being projected fourth, fifth, sixth round. I'm like, okay, y- y'all, y'all sleep on him. You could have a starter. I keep, I keep saying Pitt right now, actually their pro their prospects fit a lot of the needs of the Steelers. Jimmy, I think would be a great center for the team. I think that uh, you look at, you look at DeMar Hamlin and the way and, and Paris for the way they can play in the slot and safety. They they're missing Mike Hilton. That would help there. Uh, you know, Rashad Weaver or Patrick Jones, they need backups on the edge. They have so many guys who fit, even a DJ Turner, who I, I think did a decent job at the pro day. And Narduzzi told us afterwards, like, I took him out and showed scouts. He can, he can feel punts too. Uh, I, I think it fits the, if it, I think it fits a lot of needs for the Steelers. It would behoove them to get at least one or two guys from this draft class. And I really think there's a chance that these six or seven guys who get picked this year, there might be a really good chance that a lot of these guys have a longstanding career in the NFL. I'm glad you brought up DJ Turner because, you know, he's got kind of overlooked in, as a, at the pit pro day because of the bigger names, but, you know, he's built like a running back. He plays receiver and his story, you know, if, if I'm a, mm. if I'm a GM, if I'm a coach, you know, his story from being able to transfer your, you know, your last year into a new system and to, and to have that production, um, you know, that shows that you're selfless. That shows that, you know, you're a team guy that, that shows a lot of traits that I'm looking for, for a guy to be a part of, our franchise. And I think DJ Turner, he ran well, he looked well, you know, he, he, you know, he, like I said, he looks like a running back, but is a receiver. I think that, you know, just like you said, he's going to have a chance to really uh, uh, turn some heads at the next level whenever he gets his opportunity. I agree entirely. Uh, and, and again, like you say, he transferred, he transferred also like in the summer, this right, wasn't like right. he transferred Late. in the spring. He, he right. was like, he showed up and it was like, Oh, okay. And he had to, he had to deal with Jordan Addison, Tate, Tazier, Mack, all these other guys um, and, and work in. And he found a place for himself. He really was, you know, him. It was him and Addison is the one and two. Uh, I think he'd be another guy that teams would behoove themselves to get as he, he runs hard. Um, but, you know, and who knows, maybe he's one another one of those late picks. And maybe we're talking seven, eight players, you know, in this NFL draft class, that would be special. Uh, but Doran, this has been an amazing show. Thanks so much for making the time to join us. Please let people know where they can, find you follow you and see some of the more things that you're working on right now 
Yeah, you can, you can find me at uh, at Scoring Dorn on Twitter and uh, Instagram. And you know, um, with the Penguins right now doing uh, working on the the Lower Hill development and still doing some TV and radio. So uh, just excited to uh, you know get this ramp back up. I'll be uh, back on ninety three seven the fan uh, for the Pit Pro Day. There you oh, go. No, no, not Pit Pro Day. Sorry, Spring Pit, Game. Spring Game. There yeah. In what two weeks? So I appreciate you. Uh, have me on the show and hail to pit we will certainly be uh, we'd love to bring you back on after the spring game to talk more about pit football thanks so much Jordan. i'm your host chris carter remember if you're enjoying the h2p podcast or anything on dk sports radio rate us five stars leave us a positive comment however you're listening to this we're on apple spotify we're on google Podcasts, we're on everywhere everywhere podcasts are hosted thanks so much for listening stay tuned we got a lot more coming your way on dk sports radio this week ladies and gentlemen